<laughs> I had to go to different do some site visits today at different places. So we had to get out and walk around and like, I was only outside for literally like 10 seconds and already just sweating profusely. <laughs> our, our next 10 days is 106, 107, 106, 106, 106, 107, 104, 105. Cold front, 100. And then 107. What's up, Houdat Nation? And welcome to the Dome Patrol Podcast. What's up, Houdat Nation, and thanks for joining us on the Dome Patrol Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff, and this is the official Saints podcast of the Fans vs. Sports Network. I really got to say, I think we might have the best intro out of all the Saints podcasts. Agree? There are other Saints podcasts? If you <laughs> if you, well, there's at least one. All right, put your seatbelts on. Wait, what? I didn't do the intro. So today, <laughs> today we're, we don't, we have the best musical intro. Too, too bad we don't have the best host. <laughs> all right, uh, today. Today on this episode, we're going to talk about a bunch of the headlines, and then uh, in the next episode this week, we'll do training camp hot takes, and I know kind of one might blend or bleed into the other, and then if we have time, we'll talk about Sean Payton and his comments (laughs) and his feud building with the Jets, but that could come later. First, uh, put your seatbelts on, keep your hands and legs inside your earbuds at all times, and enjoy the show. On the show today, we have Wesley James and Jason. Welcome, fellas. How we doing? Football players are wearing football pads and pl- hitting each other. And in, in, in this heat, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Apparently, we've been seeing there's a lot of breaks going on of people who mean to go in and get IVs or throw up or whatever. That's it is hot. Like in a way, they have an indoor air conditioned facility. Well, they're they're using they, they, the second half of practice. They're using yeah, they're that. using both. But you, you got to get you, you know they get you got to get tough. You get put them out there in the heat. I know it's I know it's a bitch, but this whole our iron sharpens iron, right? Whatever you want to call it, this will get them. It's one of our topics. Uh, it was funny too to see Camara go in and be like, I'm wearing my black jersey because he had to match with his black underclothes. Did y'all see that? He was like walking in or there's underclothes. Is that a word? Yeah, whatever you call it. undergarments. I don't know. Swag. He- Swag, yeah. I, don't, I think it's called a. Split. I'm not hip. I'm not he cool. Doesn't, he doesn't need help with his draws. He's married, right? <laughs> but yeah, like all the players are like because of the heat, they were going to be wearing whites. And Camara walks in, and he's like, "I don't care. I'm wearing my black jersey because my swag or whatever." And I'm, well, I'm actually here starting. Like, wow, to... that dude cares more about looking good than he does being hot. I'm actually starting. But I guess to think when you're looking good, you are hot. Of what I'm going to wear for the first game because it's going to be so hot. I need to wear white somehow. So it's the only. White jerseys I have are old jerseys, so it's either a white Colston jersey or it's a white T-shirt. White T-shirt, just get a marks a lot and draw a floor to leave. Problem it. is, like it's going to be so hot, like the T-shirt's going to be drenched. So at least if I have a jersey, I can hide my sweat underneath the jersey. Maybe yeah. I know it's not a current jersey, at least but your, I'm just, your nipples will be hidden behind the numbers. Oh, he has pasties. He has pasties for that. Okay, but if I do, at least if I wear the jersey, I'll have my W shirt underneath. So, <laughs> so by the end of the game, fails. isn't that isn't that, jer- isn't that shirt about five hundred? Well, no, For the it's five hundred years. I mean, a it still has a record. It still has a winning. Does record it have a overall. winning record officially? I mean, it's overall. got to if he started doing it with the Sean Payton era. Yeah, we well, we had a different W shirt that we Who? got the first year, and then we'll talk about we, him later. We got new ones, I think, in 2008 or nine. is when we got the current ones that we're wearing. So I've been wearing this since at least 2009. 
Oh, wow. So it's got a winning record. Do do we need to reprint some W jerseys before the first uh, for W shirts before the start of the year? I would like to. I floated that to the crew that that all got them together back when and nothing ever happened. I'm surprised they all fit. Um, Jason, are your armpits like hard and yellow? It's a black W shirt, so you can't tell. That's why we did a black shirt. The first one was white and it had like the old school ring on it, which I really like that design better than the new one. Oh, but so you've already gotten a second generation. Oh, you got this one is, of each. This is the second one. I don't know what happened to the well, moment away. I know what happened to the first one. I gave it to Adam when he went up to Chicago and he gave it to a he fan. He sold it there, to a so, fan for $20. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but I would like to get a gray one. I, I've been kind of wanting to get a gray one for a while. So maybe I can see if the guy's former. Some well, former I don't. If you want, I'll design this. one and we can put the Dome Patrol podcast logo on them. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we can put it. On oh, okay. On Is that, you don't want to. That's not the thing. I mean, it's a it's them. a W shirt. If you want to put something on, the, maybe yeah, like on W on the presented back. by this win brought to ah. you by the Dome Patrol podcast. Okay, okay. I see w you in going. the middle with the Dome Patrol podcast sat right in the just middle. Just to be somewhere, we put it on the it, sleeve or something. It'll. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. Or or on the small. back, like right underneath the the just back the of the tag. Screen. Yeah, like just a little small tag on the back. We could just put like a put like a small picture of each of our faces right on the back. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Dibs on top left. <laughs> but anyway, I'd like All to right. get some gray W shirts for this year. Bye. The scary thing yeah. is, is you are top left on my screen as I'm looking at you. Yeah. That's where the host goes. All right. Let's talk about Trey Turner and Andres Pete both getting hurt. And uh, what the fuck? So Coda Martin has to come in and re should we be should we be thankful that it was only Trey Turner being out lost for the season and not somebody more important? Yes. Yeah. I mean it does suck because we with Pete's injury history, we kind of needed the depth and now we don't have because lost the tradition. I mean, we I think we all kind of assumed Turner was probably gonna make the roster, right? Yeah, we thought he was gonna fill in when Pete got hurt, right? <laughs> 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 I, I expected him to I mean my hope was that he was pushing Andrus Pete to see who was going to back up James Hurst that hopefully is starting at left guard is my my hope um that, no, that it works we, out that way we, we actually brought in the Hurst to pull him off the field right now if you're Trey Turner are you happy or upset that you got paid one million dollars per to practice for a day I mean it, it it hurts his chances of getting a contract next year. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he's wishing he would have been healthy and at least established himself as a reasonable backup in the league. And yeah, the, the athletes are competitive. Yeah, it's nice to get paid for not doing anything, but these these guys want to play. These guys want to go out there and prove they still got it, especially at his age. So well, I'm sure he's very he'll disappointed. Be, I mean, we, so we heard we talked about it last week. Like part of his value is in the locker room, in the film room player coach kind of helping the young kids learn the tricks of the trade. So he'll be able to do that. So we basically got a, another coach, right? Sure. Will he be around the facility though? I'm not sure he will. Why can't he? Can he? Are we going to like cut him with an injury designation? Like, is he even still going to technically be on the team anymore? Just because he's been a decent Pro and, and also Pro Bowl offensive lineman does not mean that they want him speaking to other people or he can relay the messages and be a coach. So I don't I don't I don't I don't see him probably yeah. being around the facility at all. 
Jeff does love using the locker room leader. Uh, I sure do. He loves it. I sure love do. It. Yes, you build a good team. Uh, <laughs> that's where the magic happens. Um, but yeah, he shouldn't make the 53. I mean, you're not going to waste a slot on somebody. No, like no, no. He's, he's done for the year. He, yeah, he's he, done for as the soon year, as yes. the IR opens, yeah. he will go straight right, on to yeah. that. So then Andres Pete, do we have we heard anything since last week? I mean, we still don't know exactly what it is, or has anything come out? It, it's a quad, but they said it's not serious. Okay. Yeah, they've said not Six serious. Weeks. But again, Oxford doctors and Saints Ready. trainers, who knows? So anywhere between six weeks and three years. His quad probably fell off the bone. Well, Trevor Penning. Well, that's how you know it's you tender. Know, that's how you make he, a good but is But at least the bone is in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> what, James? <laughs> Trevor Penning got injured and then the next day was back, so... Maybe the, the doctors of the, the next day actually back and leading a screen running 35 yards downfield. Yes. And look like somebody that people were getting out of the way of. That is not a man I would like to get in the way of. Yeah, I think um, Trevor Penning just who, had like a who a is a man that you'd like to get in the way of? Well, it's, that's for another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> All right, that's, that's uh, an off-season show. We're we're through the off-season now, so we'll save that one for the pre for the for the uh, preseason spectacular. Ah, minor news. Uh, I didn't even know this guy was on the team. Jabari Zuniga retires at Rest the age peace. of twenty-five. <laughs> and so is he related we, to Daphne Zuniga? I don't know. Uh, we signed or are talking about signing Cal Phillips? Signed. We did sign him. him. Yeah. Okay. I mean, both of these guys are probably not going to make the team, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. So then we'll move on. Jamal Williams says that a beignet is just a funnel cake. Does this enrage you or do you actually think he has a valid point? He's wrong. He's wrong. Ooh. Wow. I don't know where he got a beignet from. And one, <laughs> and, and a, a, let's, let's be... Yeah, right, probably PJs or something. He, he he multiple times called them bignatis. He he did say bignati <laughs> I mean, over and over again. I had a bignati. It's just like a funnel cake. Y'all don't get mad. I like bignatis because I like funnel cakes. I so, want somebody but, to take the same approach with him and tell him that well, Pokemon Go and mispronounce Pokemon, right? Mispronounce it. Say that it's the same thing as Magic: The Gathering, and see if perfect. he has the same attitude that he wants us to have about exactly. this. Oh. <laughs> Nice analogy there, <laughs> but uh, I mean, I actually think he's got a point. I mean, like it's it's it, they taste different because of the way they're made, right? A beignet is more like a soft pillow funnel cake, and it's it doesn't have as many crispy hard edges. But a funnel, they, the flavor is kind of similar. It's I pretty get, close. I it's, get where he's coming from. It's fried dough with powdered sugar. Yeah. Listen, I think funnel. I think, think funnel cakes are great. I've I've had them at multiple different state fairs and parks and yeah. things like that. They, I don't know if they've ever compared the best funnel cakes never compared to the worst beignet i've had in new orleans i would i understand what you're saying and I, and I do agree with you like i would take the worst beignet in new orleans over the best funnel cake yeah that you can get if i had a choice i'd always choose the beignets it's fine i might eat a beignet once a year i just don't think about it even though there's that's because you're ca- there are every on every street corner now for you Almost every street corner, but there, there are a couple. In, you you know, got drive-through beignets, buddy. I got, I got my beignet in one hand and my daiquiri in the other hand. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> hey, that's not a bad life. That's why. No? We, that's why we stay here. And why do you think I'm fat? Put up with all the potholes, right? 
<laughs> this is some serious, hard-hitting football analysis. It is, like sure it. is. Yeah, this is All what right. we do. Is don't patrol spec. James, right. you, so get you, want a, you get to eat a beignet like once every seven years. So like you just don't understand. Yeah, no, uh, this, no. This I, is I, actually I, an important topic. I, I would go so far as to say that they are nothing alike. <laughs> the, he probably could. A beignet and, and a funnel cake, nothing alike at okay. all. <laughs> do you even call it a beignet or do you call it like a, a biscuit? Is it a beignet, James? He calls it like well, a we, biscuit squared. We don't <laughs> necessarily <laughs> biscuit squared. <laughs> it's a puff biscuit. <laughs> Blood biscuit. Knock uh, me out of this conversation. <laughs> it's not even the 4th of July. We're not even drunk. I'm not right? even eating fried fish. <laughs> That's, <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, I wish I had a thing to do here. All right. So, uh, yeah, where, <laughs> yeah where's the soundboard? Right? That describes this episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get some hard hitting topic that James wants. Iron sharpens iron. Jason, you said that earlier. Uh, we'll get a, a little bit into this. Maybe talk to Sean Payton later. Uh, Saints offense versus the Saints defense. Derek Carr and Tyron Matthew both were there was an article actually I forget what publication it was on but I'm sure we've all seen it by now where Derek Carr sat there and said it's great to be in this system at with with this team practicing against such a great defense and Tyron Matthew saying the same thing about how it's great for the defense to practice against such a like there is a note all the players even the media are talking about how there's such a noticeable upgrade to the offense and camp here to where it's actually helping the defense and yeah if you practice against the best you're going to be better when you play in the real games so do you guys have any thoughts on what was said how does it make you feel that that is what's being said well even beyond that two things michael thomas said today like strengthen mm -hmm. both of those things one he's flat out said Derek carr is the leader of our offense Yes. And that he's got them staying after practice. And then when it goes to special teams, the offense keeps working. They're working on plays over and over again. And he is, um, I don't think he used the word holding people accountable, but it's clear that Derek Carr is making sure that everybody understands. And listen, Michael Thomas, to give respect to somebody else's hardworking mentality and him immediately calling somebody else the leader in this locker room, I think is a great thing. If, if Michael Thomas is saying it out loud, everybody else on the offense is believing in it and is sold on Derek Carr. And so again, we're, we're streamlining our process to, to who's in charge and how we can get better. But then also on that, Michael Thomas, like him and Marshawn Lattimore have been going at each other in one-on-ones and we've heard that they've both won. Lattimore has gotten some interceptions and Thomas has gotten some, uh, some big catches. And then second, this is the second year in a row that Michael Thomas and Adebo are battling and they're all over each other going after it. And he's just saying that it's been great having Lattimore for eight seasons and them being able to go after each other and how much they that he makes him better. And he's he said Lattimore is the best in football. And so he makes me better. He challenges me. And if I can win against that guy, then I, I can go against anybody. So it's it's friendly, great competition. And um, it sounds like, again, with perfect iron sharpens iron is a perfect uh, explanation of it. And and there's there's a case to be made that a couple of years ago. Michael Thomas was the best wide receiver in the entire league. And last year before getting hurt, Marshawn Lattimore was the consensus, like number two in all the preseason rankings, as far as cornerbacks. Um, he was just behind Jalen Ramsey, as far as being the number two cornerback. So put those guys against each other and let's uh, again, make each other better. It was, um, <clears throat> it was a really good interview with Michael Thomas that they, they, they put out earlier on. Um, 
he and I, and I know we, we we've said this, but he, he seems more bought in publicly to what's going on than he has before. You you very rarely hear what Michael Thomas has to say. He never really goes in front of the camera, but he's done it two or three times this off season, and he's really consistent with his message. He, he says a lot without saying a lot. You know, he, he doesn't come out with these grandstanding statements, but if you really listen to what he says, you know, he, he's fully bought in um, and I, that can only be a good thing. Good. Yeah, it can. I'm excited, but you also do have to look at it. It, it does seem like this happens every year in training camp where, oh man, they, they, you know, these guys, they made these plays, they flash these plays and it could be a good thing. Hey, maybe these guys are good, but it could be like, well, we're going against ourselves. Does that mean, yeah, it looks great. We're well, going iron. Ourselves, You're going against if, iron. But what if we're aluminum? But we're not because both are. Oh, how, uh, I mean, these we, aren't we rookies. These aren't we rookies that, that are looking impressive. Well, well you do other. know. Well, so there's we, two things. And we're going to have we a full know, where we're going to talk about what actually is happening on the field during camp. But at the end of the day, Jason, you, the alternative is that they're dropping balls all over the place. The alternative is they're missing tackles all over the place. The well, alternative is that they don't look good in camp. So they look not, good in camp. And then hold on, then you've got actual coaches who have spent careers in the NFL. These are players who have careers in the NFL. And they know what a good camp versus a bad camp is but so we don't know if you're coaches saying are good. this is a good camp the players well, do but michael thomas saying things are it, good I'm, okay all, all i'm saying good. i'm not saying that that we're wrong thinking look i i'm pretty high on i know i only have nine wins i think it yeah jeff change. you gotta remember he's only predicting nine wins so he's got a i'm only predicting yeah, he's got a narrative to push i mean we've got to we gotta stick with it yeah i might change i get it in our season you're scared to hope i get it last year really really affected you and it's taken a very long time for you to get over it you're scared to hope you're coming at it with a very contrarian and cynical vantage point and that's okay that's okay we'll welcome you back when you're ready to come back you're the guy you're randy quaid from major league i'm just trying to protect myself because we didn't change our shitty coaches that's all so but look the it's possible that holy shit, we're both sides of the ball are, are fantastic and we're great. But it's also when they go against themselves, we don't really know until they can go against somebody else. Sure, that's you know? what preseason's for. Well, look, that's why look, optimism is always high in training camp. I mean, every local media guy is is sucking off everything right now. And even it's I saw it the other night, even Fazan was like, "There's a notable difference in this camp and the way it's being run." It's like, well, we didn't really hear that last year when you were gushing about training camp. It just seemed, you know, because everybody looks to be positive in training camp. Everybody can win the Super Bowl, right? Unless you're the Cardinals or, or, or yeah, a there team are like teams that. who are probably not everybody, able to right. say these things or, or, or the Colts, the Colts look, 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 be a fucking dumpster fire this year, but everybody's excited in training and during training camp. And I get it. It's season of optimism. I'm just saying, look, I hope we're good. It looks like we might be good, but I'm going to guard myself on, Hey, maybe, yeah, maybe we look good against ourselves. What do we look like against other teams and, and other players? So I'm just, I'm just throwing a little caution to the wind. I'm still excited. Oh! I'll just say that I'm okay with. So I think that we all agreed that the defense, you know, didn't perform great last year. They had some, some decent games, but they also had a lot of problems, but if our defense plays exactly the same way and our offense improves, that's enough for me. I do expect our defense to play better, but, and, and just think about this. There are six games that last year that if the saints would have scored 23 points or more, they would have won. Six, six losses that if they'd have scored 23 points, 
So even if we just did the exact same thing on our defense, and again, last year we had a harder schedule. This year we have the easiest schedule in football as for preseason rankings. So if that holds any weight, just the offense improving six more wins. I mean, like that's a, a massive difference. Um, now, th that doesn't mean the average is 23 points. There's, that's scoring 23 points in six other games. So just trying to be realistic with that. But any kind of improvement from the offense right. could be massive. Right. On the well, and I, Even if the defense last year, the ball the defense didn't that missed our Lattimore way. for 10 games. If I it do, holds serve and doesn't get any better. I do think the offense is going to be improved, much improved over last year, which is positive hmm. sign. But our defense is also a year older. We have a pretty old roster, at least on defensive side of the ball. So we we assume that the defense is going to be just as good as it's been because we still have a lot of good players on defense. But uh, some of these guys well, are. Somebody did older. mention well, that well, the so, defense so looks a little slow. There, there's really only one player, two players, two players that I'm concerned about with the defense being a year older, and that's Demario Davis and Cam Jordan. Those are the two that could fall off. The rest of our defense, because, yes, Matthew and May are in that middle area, but I think they will be better a year more together. Everybody else, I think Pete Werner's, it was great last year until he got hurt, but he will be better this year with more experience. Adebo and Taylor, whoever's playing there, will be better this year with mm -hmm. that extra year of experience. Um, Granderson, I expect to be better. We're we're hearing, and I don't even like saying the name Peyton Turner with any positivity oh, right now. Oh, here we <laughs> I, go. I absolutely hate it. Like, he... He is the new Davenport that I don't even want to talk about. It's like we never got rid of the guy. We just transitioned his name and jersey. But we're hearing. Well, at least we only have one instead of two. We're, we're hearing great things. And also, I will say that Peyton Turner's interviews this year, for whatever that's worth, he, he's got the right mental headspace and like sounds like he's at least embracing the grind of what, what, this, what it's going to take to get better. He's, be he's the better. I, I don't expect anything. But there's four or five players on our defense that are going to be improved by an extra year of experience. Um, where, where it's really Demario and Cam are the question marks for me. But I mean, which they're no giving us no reason to yet believe. There's no that reason they are yet going to, to. We haven't seen off. anything that makes us right. worried about that. I'm just saying something so, to something to watch out for. That's and then, so, so yeah, I know, you know, go ahead. So I was going to say, I know it was, I know it was last season, and we did, we did indicate before that it took a while for the defense to to sort itself out last year. The last six games of last season, we conceded 13, 17, 18. 10, 10, 10. Lattimore played one of those games. And yeah, so that was the last six games of the season. So what's that? An average of about 14 and a half points mm -hmm. again. And I think Werner played none of those games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If this defense comes out of the gate hot, the offense is scoring historically, more than 10 they don't know. That is that is notable that historically, but, but again, I, I just yeah. I, will, I will just sit on if our defense replicates what it did last year. Stats wise and numbers wise, even if they replicate what they did, we could be set up for a, a, a huge number. I, yeah, I think. What's I'm the go um, what's the the norm? I can't remember now, but like every year, the first week or two in the NFL, is it offenses do better or defenses do better? Mainly because the preseason is really a joke, and it's actually game one that becomes the real first practice, like full game, full practice experience for the first team. You know what I mean? Like, it, and I, if, you almost see it every year, the first two weeks for the saints, I mean, it's been well, the defense. Well, I, I was going to say, I think <laughs> it's for, for it's, I think it depends on the team. So teams with newer quarterbacks struggle at offense because they're trying to get there. And then teams like the saints last year, which did basically no tackling or fumble drills in all of the whole preseason, <laughs> did terrible on tackling. 
I mean, mm-hmm. so so I guess it depends on what you're doing. I expect okay. the Saints to get out there and actually tackle each other and show that this has to be, <laughs> you know, this is a. I don't know. We might keep doing what we're doing. They didn't do Physical it last game. year. Alan is loves doing what he's doing. So keep doing what you're doing. That's, That's it. it. That's what he does. He when he preached turnovers last year, he did. He failed to mention on what side of the ball. Like, no, I want us to get the ball. Not I mean, he is a defensive ball. head coach. He just but loves turnovers. Get, no matter. Uh, that was the half right, time yeah. of the Cardinals <laughs> turnovers game, wasn't it? That was the halftime Cardinals game interview. He said, I just told Andy Dalton to keep doing, doing what he's doing. Yep. After throwing yeah. three interceptions. Yeah. And that is that is one thing, the defensive I mean, forcing the turnovers. We were, what, like 30th in the league? So even just the return to the mean there could be mm-hmm. a big, giant boost. <clears throat> so. Speaking of things coaches are saying, uh, don't forget, we do need to make some time to talk about Sean Payton and the comments that he made. But first... Uh, I do have another thing. There's Alvin Kamara. Wanted to get to everybody's quick take on this one. He's going to meet with Roger Goodell to oh, give God. his version of the story. Do you think he's going to be able to get rid of any suspension at all? Like, what if he goes, like, what would he say to Goodell that's going to prevent a suspension? I hope he says, lick these nuts. Just because I, I want to see I'm, somebody do that to Goodell. I do. I am <laughs> withdrawing my prediction that his suspension is three or four games. It's either one or ten. This this meeting's not a good idea. I don't think he is going to miss gonna make it. There's no in between anymore. Suspended for the he's season. Either, he's either going to tell the smoothest story ever and walk out over there with, you know what? Why don't you just take off week one? The Saints, things will be fine without you for one week. You know, go get them week two. Like I believe your story. Thanks for defending that woman in the elevator. Great job, AK. Yeah, I think he or wants to be like Roger. He's going to tell the stupidest that- story there's ever been and be like, you don't play here anymore. No, like, he's gonna say, Roger, that guy was making fun of you. He said that you should be fucked with a bat with razor blades, and I was defending you. He, he can like, show up with oh. one of the cla- the Roger Goodell clown shirts. Like, he was wearing this he shirt. Was wearing this I took it off of him after <laughs> kicking him in the head. If he goes in and tells Roger to suck my balls, instantly he goes in the ring of honor. Instantly. Why don't, why don't I mean, you isn't suck that worth my balls, Mr. Garrison? Yeah. Isn't, wouldn't that be worth it to get, of, of, for all time? If there was well, going to be a Saints live, player that does it this year, I would rather it wasn't Kamara. I'd rather it was somebody at the bottom end of the roster. <laughs> Can, Trey Turner. Trey, let Trey Turner. <laughs> well, I will say that there, there is there is a story that Alvin Kamara has rehearsed and is ready to tell because you could tell the way Dennis Allen was like, well, you know, we've been talking about this and, and Alvin just really wants somebody to hear him out. And you could tell there's a story that Alvin has rehearsed. Like he was ready to testify. And then they went down to like whatever, a couple million dollars. Like, ah, never mind. I'll just go ahead and pay that. But I'm going to tell that. I'm not going to tell that story on the witness stand, but I'm going to tell it to Roger Goodell. He's there's a story about what was happening. He's justified who, who felt threatened and who he had to defend and how how it went that that he feels confident with. Besides really, really bad instances where somebody was looking at a, a massive suspension, I don't know if we remember Roger Goodell bringing somebody into telling the story. 
about what happened. I mean, I mean if anything, it would. I, I think I do remember at least one time. I don't remember specifically who it was, but I remember it does sound familiar that like Ezekiel Elliott did it, out. but Ezekiel Elliott was looking at like those. It was his was a yeah. pretty big thing at a St. Like, Patrick's wasn't a, Day parade. Was there a player like I'm, I'm almost picture it like a Joey Porter situation, like a player who had like a gun or like a Lattimore with the gun? Like it wasn't that, but like a, there was a gun himself. incident. Yeah, like something where a player was like, "Let me go in." Your and gun is digging into my hip. But I do think usually if Roger Goodell's going, he I think his is Goodell commissioner when Plaxico repu- Burris shot himself. That's what I was saying. I, I, think, I think so. so right? Uh, yeah. I think so. But. The, I think he has a reputation of like this just being for show. Like, yeah, I'll hear you out, but that's it's not going to change anything. Now he already Especially knows, especially when it comes to the Saints. But Peyton's so, gone, so who knows? This, this, is make it three the test. this is a test. We shall see. So that's it. All right. So we are now ready for oh, and we're out of time. So final thoughts. We'll have to, I guess we'll get to the Sean Payton thing in a future episode. Sorry about that for those of you who were waiting for that, but we will get to it. Final thoughts though, guys, before we um I can't one. believe we've not talked about the results of the drafts that we did. What draft? Well, that's a final thought. Yeah, go well, ahead. There you go. Then here's my final thought. You have, I 30, won you have 35 seconds. Drafts. Great job. Congratulations. Jason, yeah. do you have any final thoughts? <laughs> was there ever a doubt? Yeah. Yeah. You was... totally won the offensive vote. We should, well, I totally we should won have made Breeze ineligible. Yeah, next year we'll do it. We'll make Breeze ineligible. Yeah. And uh, I don't even think it needs, I don't think we need to put the full, full team together and put it out there. People are still going to vote for James because he won the defense independent individually. He won the offense yeah. individually. Correct. So, yeah, we don't need to put a full. Breeze was like the game genie. It was just not fair. He was, <laughs> the, Bo, for- he was the Bo Jackson of the Tech Mobile. Yeah, right. Uh, up, up, pull- down, down, left, right, left, right. B A B A slack start. <laughs> Four one out for Pee Wee Herman. I didn't know he was 70 years 70. old. He Holy doesn't look Pee Wee doesn't age, so he doesn't look 70. I mean, I haven't He's, seen the guy since he doesn't look that different, but old. growing up, you know, uh Pee Wee's Big Adventure and then the the show on Saturday mornings. I watch that every Saturday morning, Pee Wee's Playhouse. And of course it started back in the groundlings with Phil Hartman and his raunchy HBO Pee Wee special. He was in the groundlings? I didn't know that. Uh Phil Hartman co-wrote Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Really? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, him, him if you Pee-wee go Herman. back and look at Pee Wee's Playhouse and just Pee Wee Herman in general, like that is one creepy, pedophilistic <laughs> character. Like I, I'm sorry, like I, it does not surprise me that he w- ended up getting arrested at some point in the '90s for well, he, masturbating. He, he was the masturbating. In yeah, the I know. That's what I'm saying. Like he's a weird. Like, like okay, Jeff. We, I have nothing. I have. I mean, yes, he entertained me as a child, but like looking back on it, like that was. There were some warning signs with that dude. When the human ear wants to hear sex, you need to hear sex. <laughs> See how he says yeah. Uh, but no, he even made some some appearances in some old Cheech and Chong movies. That was fun to see him pop up. But yeah, I mean, seventy years old. Apparently, he was dealing with cancer. Didn't tell anybody. Yeah, private battle. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, pour one out. I'm gonna have to go watch. <laughs> Word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just just the the shout out to all the people behind the scenes that really make the show happen. I mean, uh, there's I know there's the four of us, your voice you hear, but y'all don't know how many executive producers we have, and just people with great ideas out there, always driving the show and just uh, keeping us in check when the. Uh, we, uh, you know, we kind of stray off. So just um, shout out to the executive producers that are out there running the Dome Patrol and uh, keeping us going. Yeah, it's great to be a part of the network. That's all the show we have for you right now. We're going to thank our loyal listeners for downloading each week and telling all of your friends about the Dome Patrol podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dome Patrol Podcast. We're also on Twitter, X, 
at Don't Patrol PCAST, at Don't Patrol UK, and don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app. Give each episode a five-star rating, comment, and set up auto-download so you can listen to the Don't Patrol podcast anytime, anywhere. Say bye-bye, donkeys. Bye-bye, Playhouse donkeys. Bye-bye, Trey Turner. Go get a kid! The Dome Patrol Podcast is the official Saints podcast of the Fans First Sports Network.